Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week we pick some shows to discuss from whatever promotion we feel like discussing that week. Kick off the show each week, talk about all the big news in the business. We mostly stick to Piero, but uh, we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hey everybody. Uh, this week is up to 58 and we'll be doing our, be- our uh, usual uh, roundup of all the wrestling we've watched in the past week, including... Both Knights of Castle Attack, the AEW Women's Tournament, uh, all that mess, and uh, mm. a couple other things that I watched, but uh, not a whole lot of wrestling for us this week. Uh, but our main uh, topics for the week will be All Japan's Cork and Hall show and uh, two DDT shows, including Cork and Hall. But uh, I think the most interesting thing about both these shows and just like most of the shows we're going to talk about in general is the all angles, the angles that happen. Honestly. There's, there's, there's a couple great matches I think I watched this week, but for the most part, I think it's really just like the angles are going to be the big talking points from yeah. these shows. So, Especially well, one show in yeah, particular. Especially, <laughs> yeah, especially one show. So uh, we'll talk about that when we get into the shows, but uh, before we kick into that, uh, what you been up to this week? I know uh, right before we dropped, uh, big, really big, not even very big, very bad news dropped for a certain company right, not right after we recorded, but later on in the week. We'll talk about it when we get to that, but... Um, Beyond that, though, anything exciting happen this week? For me, um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's exciting for me, but um, yeah, I mean, it's K-pop shit, but one of my favorite groups came back, so I'm pretty happy after like three fucking years, so it's pretty cool. Um, what group was that? Shiny. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know they were gone, because I, I don't follow it Yeah, they much, were gone but... for like three years, well, one, because... Well, they're more of an older group. They're like the second gen group that still kind of hangs around. But I mean, they're still pretty much like the best group around. But yeah, like three of the members had to go do like their military enlistment and shit. So that kind of like backed everything up because <laughs> you know how that gets with the guys and shit. But yeah, they they came back and they dropped a really good album. So now I just have to wait for mine to get here. <laughs> yeah, so at least you got something now that got Seven's kind of in limbo. Well. Not really. It's more of like now I just have to wait and see which member does more shit because they keep doing all kinds of shit and I can't keep up with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but as a group, yeah, I'm gonna have to wait a little bit longer. They did drop a little song and video that they did before um Mark, one of the members, left back for LA. So that was nice. I mean that that definitely got you through some stuff. But um, really, other than that, I haven't done too much and like I'll typical we, stuff i think yeah say so we didn't watch any anime really go and we caught it like we watched we like, did, an episode of higurashi but no we watched two. Oh, two. okay then so mm-hmm. we are caught up in that we're but caught up yeah i don't watch any other anime because i two reasons one i started in a second genshin impact account because i'm a fucking idiot <laughs> and i decided to start that at the end of this latest event so i was trying to at least get my free four star on that account real quick but that pretty much took up a lot of my time this past weekend and also uh bravely default 2 came out as i mentioned oh, God. before yeah, friday I uh, didn't play as much as I would have liked. I'm probably going to do that after the stream because thankfully uh, Caitlin's cooking dinner tonight so I can relax a little bit. But no, I'm going uh, to probably play that a little bit. It's, it's pretty much same old, same old, same Bravely Default system. Like it's a little bit more updated, obviously, the graphics, all that. But uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm about like 10 hours in-ish. Yeah. But I'm still not that far in because that's, that's how JRPGs pretty much always are. It's like mm-hmm. I think it took me like four or five hours just to hit the intro. But part of that was because I was trying to play while I was working, because I probably shouldn't be, but it is what it is. <laughs> so I probably yeah, kind of inflated yeah, my numbers a little, my, my um, hours played a little bit, but 
yeah, I'm really enjoying it a lot. It's definitely very difficult. Like, it's a lot of grinding for sure. I was going to say, yeah, this is one of those kind of more grindy games. So if you don't like grind, I don't think you'll like this this one. <laughs> That's kind of like one of the things I liked about it, especially the original one. Right. I mean, the story is great, too. I'm not far enough in this story to really gauge if it's any good or anything I'm enjoying so far. But I'm like, like I said, I'm barely Ten hours at the beginning, is nothing. So. Yeah. But really, it's like the grinding and just the battle system. It's like my favorite thing is it really punishes you if you fuck up. So it's kind of difficult at times and... Just gotta keep working for, at it. It's not for a casual player, someone who wants to like enjoy more of the story. I guess. Can you switch difficulties? Yeah, there's, okay. there's different I difficulties. So. I'm playing on the middle, like what yeah, I'm normal or whatever. Uh... <laughs> but there is like an easy difficulty and even a harder difficulty. No. But <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. I think it's actually a little bit harder to grind in this one compared to the other one because the other mm-hmm. one had like a mode where basically you just auto battle basically because it's on the DS. You could basically do it one handed while you're doing other shit. Kind of has it that kind of system built in still, but not quite as not the exact same thing. So yeah, you kind of do have to pay a little more attention. But I'm enjoying that a lot. Like I said, I haven't watched like any anime at all this week. So I'm just with Higurashi right now. I think I've dropped Promise Neverland for now. I'm waiting for a ten because I'm seeing like a lot of complaints, so I'm a little scared. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of want to binge the rest of it. I probably should watch it this week because there's a fuck ton of wrestling this week that we're going to watch. That is very fucking true. So I'm probably going to try and maybe watch some tonight or tomorrow because basically... I would definitely get it in these like these next two nights because <laughs> yeah. we get Wednesday. Yeah, when we get to the Arians, mm. we mentioned pretty much like once you get to Wednesday, you're just thing, show after show after show, just packed full say, of shit. If you don't want to watch everything, yeah, just pick and choose because it's, it's a lot. Yeah. But enough of all that. Let's get into the news. Not a whole lot. Honestly, the majority of it is coming from one company, but we'll get to that. That's probably the last one we talk about. But uh, say not a whole lot of Western news, really, other than um, well, I'll just yeah, technically would count for New Japan, so I'll wait for that. But see some Joshi news. Really, it's just one thing. It's uh, Stardom's offering their uh, Budokan Budokan Hall show for pay per view worldwide, supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> I don't even know because like the Stardom English Twitter guy posted a link that could only be used if you were in Japan. I think it's been fixed. But I don't care enough to really check. But really, like, two points on this. One, Stardom needs to find literally anyone else to run their social media. Cause We've been English. saying that. This guy's... Um, I'm not even going to get into it. But if you know, you know. And two, I think if you buy the paper, you're kind of fucking stupid. Because you can go and watch this... On Samurai. On, Sam- like on Samurai. And there's multiple different services you can get Samurai on. You can literally just go to uh, iSakura and get, like, a three-day free trial for, like, three bucks. So just do that, honestly. Plus, it's probably going to be on World 2, I think. So if you just want to wait... Use your world subscription, but yeah, I can I cannot believe people are actually gonna buy this, and I know some people that will. So you do you, I guess. Let's see, uh, Cyberfight news. Uh, that's your big news here. Uh, Cyberfight uh, Cyber Festival 2021, uh, main arena of Saitama Super Arena, so kind of replacement of their last year's uh, Saitama Super Arena show. Mm. And all main titles from all the companies are gonna be on the line. Including uh, cross promotional matches, so probably gonna have to start this at like freaking like five p.m. because <laughs> it's gonna be insane. <laughs> but I'm just curious what they're gonna have to like what matches end up being because it's, it's it's still a while away, so they have time to set shit up. Here's what they do with Tokyo Joshi. I don't know who's gonna face. I mean, I think Rika's gonna solve the belt by then. Yeah, I think Rika. Well, yeah. But I don't know who's gonna face her. I mean, we still have a few months. You'll like, see. Yeah. I know a lot of people wanted Mudo versus Akiyama, but that's not happening. because don't want that. Unless one of them loses the, the belt before that? June. I'm sorry. If, um, 
I mean, if Akiyama loses the belt to Higuchi, you could always run that for <sighs> the GHC. Just let Higuchi run over that old man and stomp on his knees. I can't wait for that shit, but we'll talk about that with the DET show. But i uh, got no really idea who's going to be any of the challengers for this. I mean, a, a good guess would be Kaito, but him losing this month and then running it back like two months later. Probably not the best idea. No. And I wonder... Um, like, if they're going to do, like, cross-promotional matches, I doubt they're going to have, like, oh, like, Higuchi go and challenge with GHC or something like that. Like, have, no. But if you want to do that with, like, undercard titles, like, have a Noah guy come challenge Juana for the Universal. Or That's have I'm a DT guy challenge uh, Keno for the National, if he's still the champion. But I think he probably will be. Damn, he's going to hold that belt forever. He's going to hold that belt for... It'll almost be here. Because obviously Kendo Cash and he ain't going to lose to him. Oh, fuck no. But God. I don't know who they got really that could beat him right now. He's pretty much gone through most everybody. credible guys. So it's probably going to be someone that they might have to repeat. I don't fucking know. Yeah, Unless I don't know. they bring someone else. But but anyway, um, I'm very excited for the show. So I can't wait. And we need an intergender match. I don't even care. Please. Give, actually, have Kendo drop the national title so he can go and beat an... an, an uh, a uh, six man or not six man be like a tag with Raku or something. Yes, <laughs> that'd be fucking awesome. But just something stupid. <laughs> yeah, be, I would I'm be curious excited. if uh, Noah guys would be willing to do like intergender matches because it's not really their thing. I guess it just depends. Um, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I hope so. That'd be nice. But, Definitely be fresh. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, see, DT news. Uh, Eruption are going to defend the KOD tag titles against Pissery Smile on April 11th. I can't remember we mentioned the last episode that Ueno is going to defend the Universal title against Okada. Mm-hmm. I, that's this month, I think. That's this like, month. The it's 14th, this, I think. Yeah, it's like this month. There's What else is on it? Isn't sure. Akiyama Higuchi this month? Yeah. I don't know if that's the same show or not. I don't think it is. I, think, I don't remember. Actually, I think that's Judgment. I don't think yeah. Okada Ueno Higu- is. Yeah, Higuchi and Akiyama is definitely Judgment. I know that. So yeah, they're the different shows. I don't remember the exact date, though. Let's see. Noah News, uh, Junta and Harada challenge for the junior tag titles. So that should be a pretty fun Yay. match. Ain't going to win it, probably. Well, but you never know what the junior hey, division is. Gonna... <laughs> so, well, hey, might as well shake things up. Shit. But that uh, should be a pretty good challenge for Singer. Let's uh, see. All Japan News. Uh, decent amount of it. Uh, first is, uh, we'll get to it after the show, but obviously Suwama defended the title against uh, <laughs> Koei Sato. So he's, his next challenger is he's going to defend the Triple Crown against Yoshitatsu on March 21st. I really think this is just a throw bone to Yoshitatsu since he's not going to be in Champions Carnival this year. Which we will also talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about the All Japan Corkin. But I do like that they're having a guy that's not in Champions Carnival Challenge for the title. That is nice. I mean, obviously Yoshitatsu's not going to win, but it does give that little of uh, doubt a little bit. Because usually if it's just a guy who's going to be in Champions Carnival anyway, it's like, oh, he loses here. And then probably beats Suwama in Champions Carnival. So, it makes the tournament a little better. I didn't even think about that, yeah. That's actually a smart idea on their part, so... There's one smart thing. There you go. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Shima's going to defend the junior title against Izanagi on that same show. That should be pretty good, That's maybe. That's an interesting choice. We'll see how that goes. I still, we still need to watch that fucking uh, Iwamoto-Shima match. I meant to watch it this week, but just never got around to it. I've heard only good things about it, so... Same. I've seen some people say that's like the best All Japan matches here, so we'll see about that, but... I am very, I am definitely excited to watch it. I'll, I want to try and watch it sometime this week. Hopefully, maybe I'll squeeze it in one of these days. At least it's only one match because I'm not going to watch the rest of the show. No, because <laughs> I don't think the rest of the show is really that great, or anything sounds that great. Let's uh, see. Rising Hayato and Natsuki are going to challenge for the All Asia tag titles on uh, March 8th. Uh, Zeus and Irie are going to challenge next stream for the tag titles on March 14th. Zeus all belts. 
And uh, All Japan are going to be running an Oda Ward show for the first time in eight years, and form uh, based around eight years on uh, May 16th, which more than likely will be where the Champions Carnival uh, winner challenges Suwama. So, and then he's probably losing. We'll talk about that when we talk to Champions Carnival and who we think is going to come out of that and all that kind of fun <laughs> stuff. And a last bit of news, which I like a lot. Me too. Is uh, Suwama is, seems I to be this. intent on splitting up the Triple Crown again. We're getting this. We, well, we don't want to say we're getting the split. They have to, you know, obviously talk about it. But I like this. We're going to talk about another thing that I don't like. So. <laughs> I'll say this company is splitting this up belts. The, the other one's putting them together. Mm-hmm. But no, I we'll talk. I'll talk about. The, well, I can go ahead and mention this now. If they're going to crown a new champion at the Oda Ward show, I think that's where they should split the belt. So I agree with that. Whoever wins the belt there mm-hmm. gets all three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but, actually probably the best idea if they decide. You know, yeah. Just because it's like a big deal, the first time running Oda Ward in forever. It's on their way to the anniversary, like the fiftieth anniversary of Old Japan. I think. Yeah, let's just do it. So this is a great time to do it. And if it is a new guy and you're setting them up, I think it's a great way to start this new lineage. Not new lineage, but new thing. I don't know. It better fucking be a new guy or I'm going to have a lot to fucking say. But, yeah. It's great anyway because I love Kento coming out to the, with those three belts at the Baba Memorial Show like two years ago. Mm. That was so hot. So I can't wait for these uh, new belts. It's going to be Kento again. <laughs> Probably. I'm not even going to. All right. So New Japan news. Uh, let's get this out of the way. Uh, Marty Scroll is back in New Japan. At least it seems like it. At the very least, he's filmed an angle with Rocky on uh, New Japan Strong. That's being reported by multiple sources, and it's been confirmed by some people. So, yeah, that fucking sucks. Obviously, like it's like it's not official if he's like signed or anything. Obviously, but you know he obviously seems to have an interest in returning. I mean, he wants to work, even though we don't give two fucks about seeing him ever again. But. I just, I don't really see what the point of bringing him in is. Like, I just don't, I don't. <laughs> well, it's like. I, I didn't think he was really that valuable before. I was never really a big fan before all his shit came out, but yeah. But it's just that he's over in Japan and they don't give a fuck about that oh, over I know. there. They, they, they've I, not, I know, they've not given a single fuck about anything that happened with speaking out. So this is not surprising at all in New Japan's part. Mm. And also. It's just frustrating. Marty, there are still people that like Marty in the West, so they can get those fans and then he's over uh, in the you know, U.S. weird. But this dude is an admitted pedophile. Like, what even, the fuck? He literally, he literally even admitted to it. I don't care about whatever age shit over there. She was, what, 16? Yeah, this dude got a fucking 16-year-old drunk and had sex and with her an, and admitted to an, it. You're an adult. He was like 27, 28, something That's like that. That's disgusting. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, ew. Yeah, hopefully this... Anyway, fuck off, pedo. It would be nice if they, this is leaked on purpose so they can get a gauge on like what people's in, like if people still care about this and they're going to... Like, drop it immediately. It was taped in January, so it should be coming up here soon, I would think, on Strong. Yeah. But yeah. I've got no hope that New Japan's actually going to do the right thing here. So as soon, no. as, as soon as that guy shows up, I'm fucking canceling my new subscription. I thought we were canceling anyway. I meant to do this weekend, but I forgot it's February, so the month ends early. So we got another month, but I'm canceling after that. Okay. <laughs> but, because... One last... Yeah. One that's going to take me some fucking money anyway, but also... I'm mean it to for a while because this, is, this shit's too easy to find elsewhere if i'm honestly, being honest and like we're literally super disinterested in with Hiromu being gone again for another few months why should i fucking care they did get me though they did get me They're we'll not, talk I'm, about it but they took they took that away mm-hmm. they took it away but yeah if 
Marty showing up at something you're upset about, obviously uh, try and contact the company and let them know. Email. Email them. Do not. Yeah, don't try to use Twitter. It yeah, doesn't use, work. Yeah. If you try to contact anyone on Twitter, you can try Rocky just because he's like, obviously like the closest with Strong, but I've seen a bunch of people try that even, but it's not, you know, you know. But <laughs> I had an idea once I saw, like, say now some matches are going to be happening on Strong this week. And I think I, I think I think Marty's gonna show up this week. I do too. When I well, yeah. Because it's <laughs> um, isn't it like it's Rocky Leo? It's Leo, Leo versus Rocky, Rocky versus Leo for the New Japan Cup USA, which that's is what I thought happening I like, oh, this fuck. this it's year this, again. It's this, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's like a qualifying match, and oh, it not surprise me if uh, Mr. Uh, Whoop Whoop Man shows up after Rocky either I loses or costs gonna, him the match or some bullshit I think that's like that. Happening too. So that's gonna so be I fun. I can't now. wait. <laughs> The chaos is going to be astounding. But uh, some better news. Uh, we're not going to say well, better news, but... Um, some not pedo news. Not yes, I am. <laughs> uh, see. The IWGP and Intercontinental titles will be merged to form a new belt with a new lineage with Ibushi as the first champ called the <laughs> IWGP World Heavyweight title with the New Japan Cup winner being the first challenger. And before the merger... Before this merger happens, though, Ibushi will make his last defense of the double gold against El Desperado at the anniversary show. Which, thank God, because when this was first reported, they were making it sound like it was going to be non-title. And I'm like, Ibushi really do- like dodging this dude. He feel can even accept a Despi's challenge. And then I was like, they were like, oh, no, it's non-title. But and thankfully it was. is. Yeah, I was like, okay. So, that's so nice. But I haven't really heard what your opinion on this uh, merger and all this shit is. Uh, what do you think of this new uh, belt? I don't like it. <laughs> I-, I don't like it. Um, I don't, <laughs> I... I think what most people's hang up is on it so far is one that the IWGP belt is fucking gorgeous and yeah, th- that's my changing problem. that. It's gonna I be... honestly like both of those belts a lot and I just don't like the fact that they're changing it because I'm scared it's going to be ugly as fuck because most new belts are ugly as fuck. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, it's just, I don't, I don't really like it. I mean, it, in a good way, it's good for, like, the Never title because that's more than likely getting pushed up, as Tana has said backstage. You know, he wants this belt to be taken more seriously and stuff like that. But I'm just like, I don't... Yeah, see, the Never is basically now the secondary title, yeah. which makes sense why it got lost. Shut up. <laughs> but Be quiet. <laughs> but uh, I think a lot, another sticky point of it, too, is that the fact that they're, they're like, flat out saying it's going to be a new lineage, lineage with Ibushi as the first champ, so it basically... A lot of people think it wipes out the history of, like, both those belts. That's my problem, too. Which I understand. I get it, but that's not, like, that's not quite as much as my sticking point with it. I just, yeah. But, but I get that, though. I think there is some good things about this, though. One, it gives Ibushi an accolade that lets him stand out uh. that both um, Okada and Naito and Tana don't have. Because Naito has the double gold, first double gold champion. Okada obviously has all those fucking records and all that shit. Tana's Tana. You don't really need to worry about him. But Ibushi finally has something to, like, hang his hat on other than, like, the G1 stuff. But also, one, it gives Okada something fresh to, chow- like, chase oh, after. shut up, please. And two, it makes oh, it so, like, when guys like uh, Umino come back and are, like, in push and all that, they don't have to fucking chase Okada's records. Now they can chase, like, Ibushi's or whoever ends up being, like, the longest Now we get to start a new this. record of whoever's going to hold it for two years, so... Yeah, so I think this helps like the new, the next generation of guys a whole that lot. That is true. Like, yeah, that that's a good way of thinking about it. But I definitely understand people's gripes with it. But I honestly, I don't really mind. It's just 
it's not the belts that's the problem with New Japan right now. It's the fucking booking. It's everything else. Yeah, I was like, this is literally not like their biggest problem. It's just their booking overall is shit. <laughs> like I was talking to someone earlier. I think it was like a couple days ago when we were talking about all the castle tag and all the shit. Ibushi's had good matches in his reign so far, but his reign is fucking boring. I don't like his reign at all. People like, don't understand why I'm not super excited about Ibushi like at all right now. I just don't. Like you said, he's had pretty decent matches. Like you can always almost count on him to have something at least good. But it's just like everything else about it. It just puts me asleep. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, part of the problem was that his first two feuds so far have been Sonata, which no one was going to get into. They didn't even try to even build it. They didn't even it. try to build it. They were like, you're just too stupid himbo, so there you go. And people wrote off this night to a match just because it was only for the IC like, immediately. Mm-hmm. And plus, it only had like two weeks to build it, so that's kind of behind the eight ball. Yeah. This Desperado match is like the first fucking match of his reign that I'm actually like really excited about. <laughs> and he's facing a junior. I'd say I'm excited, but I'm not because I know Despy's not winning, Pretty so much, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully New Japan Cup comes. He has a good challenger out of that and kind of gets on with the rest of the year. Oh, I won't say it until we get to the yeah, we'll lineup. talk. Yeah, we'll talk about that because we got the full lineup now. But what does give me a little pause with all this new belt shit is it means I think Ibushi's holding his belt a lot longer than I expected him to. I don't know how I feel about that, though. Because when it was just a double goal, I expected it to be him probably drop it at Dominion at like the earliest probably. Same. But I think he's going to hold it for a little bit longer. I think he's going to hold it a lot longer. <laughs> he may even hold... Mm, I don't maybe, think he's going to hold his Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that long, but... Like, more than likely... Close Oka- to, like, end of the year, but... Yeah. More than likely, Okada and Naito stole the um, main event for the Wrestle Kingdom. Please, stop. We'll see. Stop. I don't know what they're doing, honestly. Like, main, I don't either. Main event scene in New Japan has not really done a whole lot for me in a while. Like, I still usually like the matches and all that, generally, but... Pretty much, uh, main event scene hasn't been that good since fucking uh, Ken Omega won the belt. Like Okada's last like definitive reign was like the last time I really liked the belt, like the main event scene we that much. We don't even talk about that fucking shit ass reign because that was horrible. Yeah, so you had Okada oh from God. there. You had Kenny with that shit reign. That you had Tano, terrible. which you had Tano and Jay, which was just stop gaps to get Okada with the belt again. That was so weird. Okada's second that that Okada reign was fucking garbage. Yeah. And then Naito finally won it, and then COVID happened. Whoa. And then evil and double gold and oh, all this fucking ugh. nonsense and I don't know, but anyway, I'm very excited for Despy and Ibushi. I think it's gonna be a fucking great match. So, Rick, well, we'll talk about when we talk about the Castle Attack, just Despy winning in general. But let's talk real quick about the uh, New Japan Cup uh, brackets here. It's a field of 30 men instead of the 32 because Evil and Tanahashi both are getting buys. Uh, evil gets a buy because he's, he's the last year's winner. And Tanahashi, he's a champion. He's the only champion in the, the tournament. Fuck? They had to come up with something, I guess. I know, but it's so lame. At least they came up with an excuse, just saying like, "Oh, they just get buys, and we're not even going to talk about it." Oh shit! I didn't even see who Tana's going to fit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not again, man. Oh, uh, we got some interesting Facts. things here. There's some pretty beefy matches, at least on one side. The other side's a little lame. It's not even so much the matches that. It's just, like, who goes on It's mm-hmm. what's interesting to me. Because, well, let's go through. Uh, left side of the bracket, Evil, like I said, gets first round by. They face, or he faces the winner of Kojima and Jeff Cobb. You just want to pick people while we're doing this? Yeah, it's fine. Let's just do it that way. Uh, I'm going to go Cobb. Cobb. Let's see. Uh, Naito Okan. This is what I, this is the one I'm really still stuck on. I say Naito. Because wanna... I don't think they're going to have him go out in the first. 
I think they're going to have Naito win, but if you want to be ballsy, you could, say you could just go Okan. This one, yeah, I'm definitely 50-50. This one they could do either way, but I have a feeling they might try to get to well, it's like, Naito and Evil again, because you can. I could see that, maybe. But, but what's well, like, of like the main guys in the company, it's like you got Tana, you got Jay, Okada, and Naito, and I'm just going to not count Tana yet, because he's out, he has a first round bye, mm. of like Jay, Okada, and Naito, one of them's going out in the first round. And I think Naito has the most chance of that. I don't think Okada? so. I think Okada's definitely out first round. Mm. But that's probably partially because I who I think the winner, but we'll talk, let's get through the rest of this. That's like I said. I think we both picked Naito. Mm. Uh, Yano, Fale. Yano, just because he's a king of pro wrestling. Well, no, they could set up that he loses here. And then, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking I only care, think, to be honest, because yeah, of much. the other bitch in it. But I think Yano's going to win. The only reason I think Fale wins is if Oka wins. True. Because Oka, um, or uh, Yana Oka is kind of weird. Fale, Naito is weird. They're all weird. Pretty much. like Except Naito and Yana. Naito, Yana would be fun. make sense. And like Okan and Fale would be weird. Yeah. If they want to set over, like put over Okan, beat and Fale, sure, whatever. But anyway. see uh, Goto and Taichi. I'm interested Taichi. in that a little bit. Yeah, I think Taichi's going to win that. That one could be either way, but I think Taichi should get the win. Okada, Shingo, and I Shingo. mentioned, I think Shingo's winning. But I can go ahead and say that now. I think between this match, like this, this match here, whoever wins this is going to win their side of the bracket. Because I don't really have, I don't care really, to be honest. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Let's see. Yeah, uh, Homa and Suzuki. That's oh my Suzuki god. Got, Suzuki's oh, winning, but oh my god. god. Homa again. Oh, that's real. No, 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 I can't read. Uh, Kenta and Juice. Ooh. Juice is probably going to win. I think. I mean, they could do I'm Kenta. I'm so tired but... of Kenta losing shape, bro. But, uh, well, we didn't need, oh, I guess we'll talk about that later. That's, we yeah. that's left side of the bracket. Yeah, it's I don't fucking care. see, right side of the bracket, uh, Tenzon, Osprey. Osprey's Osprey. winning, obviously. Tenzon gonna get DQ. I think he's gonna, yeah, I think he's gonna get DQ because we'll, we'll talk about it when that class will attack, but they gotta have some fucking consequences for Tenzon for fucking using the chops when he's not allowed to anymore. <laughs> so I think they're gonna keep that in count, and I think he's gonna use the chops on Osprey and get DQ'd. <laughs> Uh, Gabriel Kidd and Zach. Zach. Zach, obviously. I think that could be a good match, though, depending on it could what they be. do. Zach had a really good match with Umino 2019. I mean. That, I think he, I think he's pretty good with like these kind of like rookie guys. I mean, Gabe's barely a rookie anymore. I but, Gabe isn't really a rookie. But still, but... Like, I think Zach's pretty good with these kind of guys. Uh, Nagata and Suji, that Nagata. just sounds fucking sick. That sounds so fucking good. I can't wait for that. But yeah, Nagata's going to win that. I wish we get a Suji upset. <laughs> uh, Ishii Sonata. Sonata. Sonata, sorry, y'all. I'd fucking die if Ishii won't Sonata, though. I actually wouldn't really mind that, but Honestly, everyone I'd... wants Ishii to win, so I'm like, no, Sonata's winning, sorry. Well, it's like, I'd rather have Ishii win just because I don't want to see Sonata and Nagata again, because they just did it on Cork and all show. That's right. Fuck. Never you know, mind. But Sonata always goes deep in these, so I'm, mm-hmm. I think he's just going to He'll go. at least, he's gonna yeah, win. he's, he's going to make. Oh, I'm just looking at who he could face it. Let's get through the rest of this, and we'll kind of God. talk to a little bit. Uh, Finlay, Chase, who cares? Hopefully Finlay, Finlay wins. I would say I like Finlay. The other one can get fucked, so. Uh, Yoshihashi, Yudro. Yoshihashi going to win that thing. Yeah! Uh, then Toa Henry and Jay White. Jay. Jay, obviously. And then the winner of that faces Hiro- or Tanahashi. So, New Japan Cup! So let me kind of look at this here. I think Evil will... Cobb, I think Cobb's going to be evil, really? actually. 
Oh I, yeah, because you think I think okay, I think we're gonna Empire's do. gonna win deep for some fucking reason. If Shingo's not gonna win the tournament, I could definitely see a Cobb Shingo oh, final God. or semifinal, or whatever. Jesus Christ! Just so Cobb gets his win back. <laughs> Other side, it's probably gonna be Sonata versus Osprey in that quarterfinal, and then uh, Jade's kind of kind of fucked regardless. Because I think Jade's gonna be in the quarterfinal, but. He does not have a great slot of opponents coming from that other side. Honestly, that like I said, that side's kind of shit. I actually, I want it to be Finlay. Actually, I, I want Jay versus Finlay. So hopefully, it's not gonna happen, but that's gonna be my pipe dream here. But uh, yeah, overall, uh, not a whole lot. I'm there, there's some interesting match in the first round. Not a whole lot, but uh, I don't know who's gonna fucking win this. I don't really care to be honest. Yeah, because like, it's just gonna be a filler defense. Shit. And I've said it multiple times. Like the only pr- people I think would threaten Ibushi right now is Okada and Osprey. And one, I don't think either one of them's winning this just because they're not going to lose to Ibushi. Mm-hmm. And whoever wins this is going to lose to Ibushi. So probably going to be Cobb or Shingo. Kind of what on that. Maybe Jay if they want to have no. kickstart this um, evil bullshit with him in Bullet Club. Like have Jay lose the match and then evil no, turns on him and all win, that. So never mind. So I don't fucking know. But that's it, all the news uh, airing this week. Uh, New Japan's Castle Attack aired live on New Japan World February 27th and 28th. DC aired live on Wrestle Universe February 27th. Uh, Dove Pro aired live on Nico February 28th. Triple uh, Six aired from January 9th, aired on Nico March 1st. Land's End from February 17th, aired on Nico March 1st. Uh, first time Land's End made tape on Nico, I think. And that just reminded me fucking Corey <laughs> That shit died. No one even watches that anymore. Dog, they brought Dylan James back and everyone was just like, peace. Yeah, fucking Dylan James killed the territory. What the fuck? Bitch. <laughs> but uh, everything goes full steam ahead starting March 3rd. Uh, Stardom airs live on Samurai and on Pay-Per-View March 3rd. New Japan Anniversary Show airs on New Japan World March 4th. Then the New Japan Cup airs from the 5th through 7th. So four straight days of New Japan. Ugh. That sounds like pure hell. But if you like it, go ahead. Probably at least watch the fucking New Japan Cup matches, but depending on what's on that shows, I haven't looked specifically. But uh, yeah, I literally just want to watch Ibushi I... and Despi. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I'll say we'll probably watch the anniversary show, but like New Japan Cup, I'm just picking and choosing. I'm not honestly, man. Anyway, uh, Dragon Gate airs live on Dragon Gate Network March 4th, 6th, and 7th. Uh, 6th and 7th are the Champions Gate, which all the title matches, uh, Twin Gate, Triangle Gate, Dream Gate, Brave Gate, all all of them being defended. So. Uh, DT Boys airs on Wrestling Universe March 6th. Yay! It's on the 3rd, but making tape on the 6th, obviously. Uh, Tokyo Joshi airs live on Wrestling Universe March 6th. And Noah airs live on Wrestling Universe uh, Anabima March 7th. And I just realized I didn't even bring up the Old Japan shit, so let me pull that up. Because there's actually a lot of good shit coming on up. Yeah, Old Japan has uh, two shows on the uh, 6th and 8th. I believe they're both airing live on Old Japan TV. One of which has the uh, elimination match between... Uh, this whatever this Jake faction is and uh, Evolution and Ashino and Iwamoto and all this we'll we'll talk about it when we talk about the All Japan show but uh, got some stuff to watch for All Japan too and also uh, AEW's Revolution airs on what are like Fight and Bleacher Report on the seventh. Uh, I meant to go through this in the news, so I might as well go through it now and talk about the uh, full card so far for Revolution. Uh, first match. It's not in any order, obviously, because they haven't put out a release order. But I'm literally going off Wikipedia here. So uh, Young Bucks, uh, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson defend the tag titles against the Inner Circle. 
Jericho and MJF. Uh, not interested in that at all, really. Uh, Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen and Sting I, in a street fight. I'm actually a lot more interested in this now than I was before, like in recent weeks, just because I'm really curious how many bumps Sting takes. So that's going to be the interesting thing, at least. Uh, going to have a Karoshita versus the winner of the Women's Championship Eliminator Tournament. Uh, Adam Page versus Matt Hardy in a big money match. That sounds... Uh, I know Adam or Hangman's just going to win, but still. Sounds like torture. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Face of the Revolution ladder match. Number one contender for the TNT title. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky versus Penta L Zero Miedo. I'm so mad that fucking Triple A is making him change his name back or whatever the fuck the deal is I with know, that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, versus Lance Archer versus the winner of uh, 10 and Max Caster and then another person who I guess is just going to get up slot. I guess. Yeah, Tony is apparently going to be announcing whoever that is on Dynamite Wednesday. So take your picks, see who it is. I don't know, but there you go. Just another person that's randomly added. Hopefully it's uh, Paul White. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I would be. That'd be fucking great. I'd fucking... Oh, uh, see. Uh, Kenny Omega defends the AEW title against Jon Moxley in an exploding barbed wire death match. That should be pretty nuts. Hopefully it's better than their hardcore match. Saying they're going to go pretty balls to the wall with this, but uh, we'll see about that. At least they're, well, I mean, I can't even say that, because, like, at least the hardcore, wasn't even hardcore, they labeled it as a death match, but it was just a hardcore match, which I kind of get why they did it, because it was, like, Maryland, they couldn't do all the Mm -hmm. nonsense. But they're in Florida, it's a lawless state, so you can do whatever the fuck you want, so hopefully they do some crazy shit. shit I mean, if we get the Kenny that was in that fucking Kenta main event tag, I'm down with that, because those two were, he's just fucking taking stupid-ass bumps for no reason. So, cautiously optimistic about that. Uh, Miro and Kip Sabian versus best friends, uh, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Orange Cassidy is not best friends. It's just fucking Chucky e. T and Trent. Why are they saying it's best friends? I hate that they say all more. I'm like, best friends is literally Chucky e. T and, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Anyways. Also, they're doing another casino tag team battle royale because they don't need it. They just had one, so let's do another one. Why the fuck not? We have to fit one more fucking match on this goddamn card, I guess. But uh, let's fucking go Bear Country out here on this. Uh, I love that. I'm so excited for that. Uh, Dark Order, it's going to be Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Other Dark yeah. Order, Evil Uno and Sue Grayson. Santana and Ortiz. The Butcher and the Blade. Private Party. Top Flight. And then more. Wait, there are more? It's, I guess. I don't know how many more. T- I, don't, I don't know how many teams are usually in this. But, uh, um, it's probably, I mean, these Battle Royales are kind of always not that good. But as long as they, like, keep it going, I don't know. It, <laughs> I got I got hopes for it. We'll see. There's, like, Bear Country in it. But that's about it for that card. Uh, there's also a GCW show this weekend. I don't remember what's on it. So take I'm not, care. There's... Yeah, it's like take care. Oh. Fuck. Uh, I don't know. GCW doesn't really do much for me. I'll, I mean, we'll still check it out. Probably talk about it a little bit next week. if we. I mean, there's everything's happening this week. So we might have to pick and choose a little bit on what we watch. But that's all the airings. Uh, weekly airings real quick. Uh, New Japan Strong, Friday at 10 on New Japan World. As we mentioned, Rocky Romero versus Leo Rush. Winner goes to the New Japan Cup USA. And also the DKC versus Tom Lawler. Same thing. Winner goes on. So obviously Lawler's going to win. And I'd bet on Leo Rush winning, but... I'd say I think Leo should win, but... It depends on this Marty nonsense, honestly. I don't, <laughs> I'm I don't, so nervous. I don't even want to think about it right now. I know. Makes uh, me sick. I uh, see Impact Tuesday at 8 Eastern. Uh, Deanna Peraza versus Jordan Grace. The Good Brothers and Finn Juice versus XXL and Reno Scum. 
Brian Myers versus Eddie Edwards with uh, Matt Cardona, special ref. And then uh, Chris Bay, Taurus, and Ace Austin in a triple threat. Ooh. I think this is the final one. So when whoever, final one, whoever wins so. this faces TJP yeah. for the title. That sounds sexy. I'd be happy with just about anyone of these winning, Honestly, to be honest. I like, I like all the guys in it, so fuck it. I just want someone to be TJP. Whoever, I yeah. It. I wish it was Ace, but uh, I'll take any of those, really. I want Taurus to win. That'd be fucking sick. Let him fucking run around with the <gasps> title oh for a little bit. Oh my god, let him beat the shit out of that dumb bitch. Let's go. Just let it be a three second. No, well, make it a minute so Taurus can like throw him around a little bit. Let's see. AEW Wednesday at 8 Eastern. Uh, Face of the Revolution qualifying match 10 versus Max Caster. 10 man tag uh, Matt Hardy, Private Party, and The Hybrid 2 versus Dark Order. John Silver, Alex Reynolds, Stu Grayson, and Evil Uno in 5. Wait. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, tag match uh, Cody Rhodes versus Red Velvet. Or, yeah, versus Red Velvet. Oh, Co- yeah. Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet versus Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Cargill. Finally get to see uh, Jade in action here. So excited. Hopefully she's pretty good. We'll see, I guess. Doesn't like it fucking matters. It's a fucking celebrity tag. So at the end of the fucking matter, dude. Well, she's gonna have to carry it because pretty much. And Cody. Around. Oh god. Cody gotta be ready for that shack attack. <laughs> god, I can't. when he if he hits that, I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I'll lose my shit. Someone else who might die in this match: uh, Tully Blanchard and FDR versus <laughs> versus Jurassic Express, Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. I can't believe they have some nerve get Tully in the fucking. Mm. I know he's not gonna do much, and he's taken a few bumps before, but this is fucking nuts. <laughs> I'm assuming they're gonna add FTR versus Jurassic Express on the pay per view. Probably uh, pre-show shit. Cause I don't like think that. they have anything pre-show right now. I don't think they really Mm-mm. like specified anything at least that's gonna be pre-show. They might yeah, change yeah. it around, but. There's like seven matches or something like that now. Seven or eight. Eight, yeah. That eight. Oh my god. Uh, that gets into a battle royale. Shit, it'll probably be pre-show, maybe. It could be. They could really put Kip and Miro. In that probably. I, I'd say that could be pre-show too, but I don't know. There's I honestly a few things I could put on pre-show, but uh. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but also, uh, last thing on Dynamite, uh, Ryomi Zanami, the finalist for the Japan side of the bracket, is gonna face the winner of uh, Nala Rose and Thunder Rosa, which is gonna be on YouTube on eight, but. At least we hope it's gonna be on YouTube at eight, or not eight, but YouTube tomorrow tonight actually. And uh, who do you think? You think Nyla's gonna win? Or wait, well, yeah, Nyla's gonna win probably. And I think Rio is gonna beat her, so we're gonna get Rio versus Hikaru at the pay per view. At least that's my pick. I mean, uh, I, mean I already know, so. <laughs> they could do uh, well whoever wins the US, but I don't know. I don't think. I it, don't think they're gonna do that. That'd be. Well, it's like Thunder already lost to Hikaru sure, twice, yeah, sure I think. Yeah, lost to her before, at least, so. And Nyla. And plus, why would she... you bring in Rio for, like, one, well. This yeah, that's kind of my thing. It's yeah. like, why bring Rio in just to do work one Dynamite and then not even work the pay-per-view? So, it'd make more sense to have her win. And, and even, yeah, just in that regard alone, I'm like, it makes more sense for Rio to win. But you never fucking know. Yeah, we'll see. I uh, couldn't really find anything on NXT, but same time they as always. They never fucking do anything until Wednesday fucking afternoon. Uh, MLW Wednesday at 8. They're back with new matches. Um, J- Jacob Fatu is going to defend the title against Jordan Oliver. <laughs> Laredo Kids facing <laughs> Calvin Tankman. And oh, my God. And Lo- Los Parks are defending the um, tag titles against Contra Unit, which is uh, Simon Grimm and Davari. This is what? Never mind. Never Davari's mind. been in there for a Daivari, couple weeks. but. but- Oh, Simon really? Grimm's, yeah, he's been there for a while. Oh. <laughs> I don't pay no fucking attention to him. I haven't, I, I need to watch, well, I don't need to watch MLW, but it's been a little bit since I watched it. 
There's too much already. So. Yeah, I think Leo versus Laredo kids like the last match I watched, and it wasn't even that good. It was fine. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's get to the uh, one wrestling roundup. Uh, all the wrestling we watched in the past oh, week that isn't God. a main topic. Let's uh, see, wrestling we were watching. Uh, go through the AEW stuff. That that uh, February twenty second show. Uh, not a whole lot really on that show that I really cared about. But it was a tape show. Oh, like, I the, forgot like everything. Those shows are usually kind of not good anyway. Yeah, the tape shows are usually a bit poor and quality. And yeah, this one wasn't that great. Main event was pretty good though, with uh, Lance facing uh, Phoenix. That was pretty good. I don't think it was like anything like, spectacular anything or anything, great, but it was still. But... I mean, Dynamite's been on a pretty good run with main events recently, at least. I miss Pac. Yeah, I don't need to come back, hopefully. I that's, miss him. That's who should be the fucking ladder match. should be fucking packed. Please, that's what I was telling someone. I was like, why isn't it him? And if it's not... Oh, hopefully oh. it is, but we'll see. God, and he should win it. And then he should just win the belt. So, sorry. I make all the rules. Pack versus uh, Darby, that's pretty fun, I think. they be pretty fun. I don't think, I don't think like, that's happened yet. Mm, well, I mean, Pack's kind of been not... He's yeah. been non-existent for a while since the pandemic, but... We'll see. Let's see. Ada Women's Tournament on YouTube... Which was the last Monday. Uh, let's see. That was very well, like, really not well edited. Like, the cuts back and forth between Dynamite and, like, the set. The, like, the Dynamite set and then, like, the Ice Ribbon Dojo was, like, yeah. really awkward. But, like, it's kind of what I expected because they're not the best at this kind of thing, to be honest. But they really did, like, no editing at all to go and try and make it look smooth at all. But, really, uh, Yuka and Emi was pretty awesome. Like, one mm-hmm. of the better of the tournament so far. Uh, finished to Rio and Aja. Kong was uh, really good. Like a count, it was a count out due to Rio hitting this like sick leg drop right on Aja's head on the apron. That was fucking nasty. That was sick. The W Women's Tournament on Bleacher Report this past Sunday. Well, it was supposed to be on Bleacher Report, but if you didn't live in the U.S. or Canada, you couldn't watch it. And they put it on YouTube. Ended up being on YouTube, but it's just like, and then Tony was like throwing their fucking partner under the bus, saying like basically blaming them for it not working, and this whole this whole thing was a mess. Honestly. I see, see why we said it should just be on fucking YouTube. You don't have these problems. Well, you can always have problems with YouTube, but you won't have that, I guess, like, U.S., Canada lock, and like, region lock. There you go. And the messaging around this was just all fucked up. Like, they barely fucking promoted it at all. And then the, even the social media was promoting it wrong, so they were promoting it Monday. on the wrong day. Like, they, don't, they, they really were not putting any effort into any of this. And then pretty much became the mess I expected it to be. It's like, don't ever tell me they fucking care about this division. I really feel bad for Akaro because you can tell she's really interested in it and wanting to, like, promote it. I mean, pretty much the whole she, Japan she side is her baby, her, basically. Yeah, but, she literally did everything. But, yeah, the company itself doesn't does not give a fuck, but it is what it is. But as far as, like, the, everything, all the matches on the, turn, on, like, on the show, I thought they were all really good, especially the opener with, like, the little six-man tag. Mm. That was really fun. Yeah, and I thought uh, Ryo and uh, Yuko was pretty good, too. I think, I think Yuko and Emi is probably better than that, in my opinion, but still... Overall, good tournament. Even if you were, if you were able to finally get it to work. Let's see. For some shit I watched on my own. Uh, watched a little bit of Zero Ones uh, February seventh show. Uh, kind of hard to talk about Zero Ones undercards because they are always cut to shit. But I, I enjoyed what I saw of uh, talking about Ito versus Takumi Baba match. It explained why Baba was a little overzealous in the show like the month before, but he delivered here at least. I thought I watched the whole show, but I did not. Maybe I guess because I meant to. I would have. I feel like I would have taken notes on Lindemann and Oscar if I had actually watched it, but I guess I didn't get to it. Let's see, 2AW, uh, February 14th. I watched the main event and the semi-main. Uh, got a whole, got no real strong takes on either, but they were both good. Check them out if you're interested in 2AW or just Ayato Yoshida's title reign, because he's facing uh, Taylor Adams in the main event. 
like I said, it was pretty good. Just nothing like crazy. Let's see. And finish off with Castle Attacks Night 1 and 2. We said these were going to be uh, uh, main topics last week, but one, mm-hmm. everything happened. Two, I forgot Night 1 was going to look fucking so terrible. Bad. And it actually was just as bad as it looked. At least uh, Castle Attack Night 2 delivered. But yeah, we'll go through some quick thoughts on it and then get into the main topics. Uh, night 1, as I mentioned, uh, this show was just as bad as I expected it to be. I don't remember like anything about the Empire tag other than like the Empire yelling a whole fucking lot. Gano and Chase might be like the worst match of the year. I wasn't even watching the fucking thing. I was like playing uh, on my Switch, but I kept looking over to the TV and it's like, it's still going on. Like, what the fuck is going on? Literally me. There's no fucking way you can tell me that match is only like 12 minutes long. That had to be like 40 or something. Like, I swear I was sitting here playing. I looked over. Oh, it's still going on. Play a little, like 10 minutes. Me? Oh, it's still going on. <laughs> 10 more minutes. Oh, it's still going on. Like, God, that match is fucking trash. Anyway, I did kind of like Ishii and Jay a little bit. Uh, much preferred their G1 match, which I thought was great. This was just good. I think people like this a lot more than me. Yeah, I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was that great. But it's like the only match on the show I'd check out, to be honest. And I just didn't even pay attention to Evil and Okada because I just could not give a fuck. So, yeah, there's there's our uh, long-form thoughts on A1. Like, very long-form. Anyway. Castle, Night 2, Castle Attack Night 2 was really fun, though. Like, ten, like I mentioned in the New Japan Cup preview a little bit, Tenzon breaking out the Mongolian chops, even though he's not supposed to anymore. It's fucking great. I love that shit. I enjoyed the evil Dick and Yano interactions and that little uh, chaos bullet club tag. Uh, the tag title match was a little disappointing, but I still think it was pretty good. I think, definitely think they're Wrestle Kingdom. Well, not the Wrestle Kingdom, I'm not saying. But, uh, though, Tongaloa is fucking cutting these mid-match promos. He did it in the first ma- in the first night, too, but man, this man has been watching too many Roman Reigns matches, like... Oh my god. Wait, fuck. What did they say? Oh, shit. Tricky Dicky or yeah, something? Tricky Dicky. Yeah, Tricky Dicky. Yeah, I think it was Tom. And I was like, what did he yell out Tricky Dicky for? I don't know. I mean, it's not the first time G.O.D. have been like, cutting promos, because especially I mean, it was like was when we first started watching. They I were do this a lot. Anyway. They were doing, it was mostly just swears. Then. Fuck, shit. Yeah, you'd always see oh, that. Oh, fuck, what was it? Uh, the first Kingdom match was, uh, I think it was G.O.D. versus Great Bashiel that year. Mm. That thing was full of fucking swears. But now they're cutting fucking pro- full on promos like Tonga Loa is like saying like don't die on me yet and all this bullshit. And I'm like, what? I don't even, I don't know. Still a pretty fun match. That really held it back a little bit. Uh, See, so yeah, I enjoyed Oka-, Oka and Tana. It was better than the Rust Kingdom match, but still wouldn't call it great in my opinion. Mm. Like it was just a good match and with a kind of surprising result because I really did think o- Okan was going to win this. <laughs> but it makes more sense yeah, now. It makes sense. But uh, yeah, pretty good match. Uh, I think the junior title was pretty great. Like, it's way better than it should have been. Like, having, um, like, probably the best, like, what helped a lot is, uh, having ELP rip off Despy's mask. With, like, as, like, it was kind of a callback to the Hiromu ELP, or Hiromu uh, Despy match. And it actually got, like, a legitimate reaction from the crowd. Like, they actually, like, gasped, fraught. It was, they couldn't do that shit anymore. So that's usually when a, a spot or an angle or whatever, um, really, you can tell that it worked for the crowd is when they actually react, which we'll talk about in one of the shows we're going to talk about. But, uh, it, did help to explain, like, one of my usual gripes with three ways is that like, you have a guy just laying out on the outside waiting for his turn to come in while the other two wrestle for, like, ever, it feels like. But this time it kind of made sense since Despy was unmasked. He's not going to just run into the ring. He's only going to wrestle unmasked if it's Hiromu. Period. But uh, once Despy did get back in, it got really good again. And for once, Ghetto remembered how to book and the right guy won because I, I, I was genuinely shocked. I was genuinely when I woke shocked. Up and saw that. I was like, are you serious? Like, what? The one thing that's interesting about New Japan. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm still not getting my hopes up because it would not Mm-mm. surprise me because Despy's already offering ELP a title shot, like a singles match. Why would you? So. Ghetto literally just giving it to us because he saw everyone bitching. It would, like, it's not, like, I'm going to pray to God it doesn't happen, but it would not surprise me if they only gave Despy the title so they don't have to do ELP Ibushi at their anniversary. Probably. And then ELP's just going to win the belt off at Despy, and then there you go. But hopefully Despy has a long-ass reign with this, and he pretty much holds it until Hiromu comes back. Finally make a fucking second star in this division other than Hiromu. Yeah. That's what they need to do. Despy's fucking promos after this were great, too. Like he's His promos are always fucking on point. Like, you got something with him if you go with him, so hopefully they do. I don't know how you can't root for this guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But, and then uh, I thought Ibushi and Naito was pretty great, too. I'd prefer the Wrestle Kingdom match, for sure. Like, I might rewatch this again later, because I've seen a lot of people like it more than yeah. I did. So maybe I'll rewatch sometime and pay a little more attention to it. But I still think it was a great swan song for the IC title before it got merged. Like, I think Ibushi and Naito is, like, one of the, at least, best for me. As a fan, like my favorite Intercontinental title feud. So, them running it back one last time before the belt disappears. I'm down with that. But, uh, that's it for all the, uh, non-main topics. So, let's get into the main topic and, uh, kick off with the All Japan Cork and Hall Show Excite Series 2021. Day 4 from February 23rd. Uh, not a whole lot to say about the show itself. Really, the main thing about the show is the angle which took place... And obviously the Champions Carnival announcements. Yep. Because like I don't know, it was your typical new or yeah, new Japan, typical all, all Japan, typical all Japan show. Yeah. With uh, a bunch two, of tags and pretty yeah. much all tags and the two uh, main event or semi main and main were both title matches, world tag titles and the triple crown. But we'll talk about those in a minute. Try and knock out this undercard real quickly, and then we'll talk about the real <laughs> news in this show. <laughs> Let's see, first match, Purple Haze, Zeus and Izanagi defeated Francesco Akira and Alejandro in 614, and that's pretty much what I'm going to be parodying for the whole show is, match is fine, fine. yeah, like, (laughs) I've said, like, go on my little spiel real quick, like I've said before, that they should really just start utilizing Alejandro more. I think he's a guy who could, he was actually a good thing, Wrestle 1 died, because he now gets to uh, work just about everywhere, face such a variety of new opponents, something he didn't get to do in Wrestle 1, just facing the same guys over and over and over. So he's continuing to improve a lot, I think. And if they do Junior League this year, I think he'd be a great choice to be in that. He doesn't have to be like pushed or anything, but he'd be a nice guy to have around. Because it's nice that all Japan's juniors have a lot of high flyers now compared to previous years. Mm-hmm. You'd even have him be a filler defense for Shima since Shima likes the kid a lot. Always books him for all the uh, action ones and all this shit. And But yeah, whatever. It was a decent match. Do you have anything to say? It's pretty much just... Echoing you, match is fine. Um, pretty much just said I'm glad they keep using Alejandro, but yeah, the Akira was supposed to leave, but everyone says that like every other fucking week, so I don't know, but it is fine. I pretty much think Akira is just gonna stay until either he's. He should. I think he'll probably like once things open back up a little bit, he'll probably head back home for a little bit. But at this point, I guess because yeah, they had to shut down again, so it was like yeah. At this point, he should just stay for a little, Honestly. and then once like vaccines and all that fun stuff happen and things are normal he could go back to italy for a little bit let's see next match uh yoshitatsu osama nishimura and balianaki defeated takao mori black mensa ray and ryuji hichikata in 607 just a really fire pro ass team here for uh yoshitatsu kingdom with tatsu nishimura and aki 
But uh, I'm happy Old Japan is bringing Aki back in now that he's not injured anymore. And uh, speaking of people that aren't injured anymore, uh, Seiko Tachibana is finally back. Very excited to see him. It was in, uh, but yeah, it was an Old Japan undercard match, so not much to sink mm. your teeth into, but it was all right. Really, the most interesting thing was like Mensurei and Aki interactions, because Mensurei just had no idea what to do with this dude. But yeah, overall, pretty good match. Or undercard match, you know. Yeah, 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 I got you. <laughs> yeah, I think Aki was probably like the most overall good portion of the entire match, but like you said, it's your typical multi-person All Japan undercard match, so whatever. But then the other good part was that Sego's back, so very excited about that. He's He's been gone for a while. Yeah, I forget when he lost his hair, and then oh it was God, not that long was like after summer. that. Yeah. Like, late summer. It wasn't long after that that he got... Mm-hmm. Things were basically right before Champions Carnival that he got... Got, he got hurt. Got hurt. Yep. But, um... Back, baby. Yeah, I was saying, I like Yoshitatsu's way of welcoming him back to the ring was to fucking slap the shit out of him. Like he just came back from a jaw issue, and then you slap him? I guess okay. he just wants to test out that the jaw's okay. <laughs> I guess. But, uh... Let's see. Next match, uh, number one contenders match for the All-Age Attack titles. <laughs> uh, three-way match. Atsuki Aoyagi and Rising Haido defeat Evolution, Karo Sato and Dan Tamura, and uh, Enfonso Terribla for now, Hokuto Omori and Yusuke Kodama in 610. And I'm just begging Dan to dye his hair blue or something. I can't not hey, do with this full blonde hair. You. Please, God, just dye it any, any color. It doesn't have to be blue. Just don't do blonde anymore, please. But uh, another solid match here. I think it was a great showcase for Atsuki. Kinda, I'm kind of surprised Omori was like the one to eat the fall here. <laughs> but I guess someone had to. It makes sense. But I did like the combo uh, move that Atsuki and Hayato used to pick up the win here. Now, can they do the same thing with Izanagi in the, in the All-Age Tag Title match? No. I hope, Maybe. Th- I I hope they hope. do. It'd be really nice to see them win that, to be honest. I think Atsuki's been great, so... I think Purple Haze yeah. has had the All-Age for long enough. I, I agree. They have had those for a while, so... I think it kind of depends on when Izanagi uh, challenges for... This will be before Izanagi challenges for the junior title. I think so. I don't know. I don't mind. Probably not gonna happen. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Like it really matters that much because I'm like, but I'm just like, Haido and uh, Atsuki are not gonna pin Zeus, so really they gotta pin. I was gonna say. Izanagi, if they're gonna if win they this. They ended up pinning Zeus. I'd be shocked like shit, but it's not gonna happen. So. Yeah. Uh, next match, a little preview for the uh, upcoming Gaiwa TV title match: Junkasai and Tomoya Hirata from Freedoms defeated Shuji Chikawa and Ruki Honda by DQ in 927. Uh, it was cool to see my boy Harada in All Japan Ring. We were talking about him last episode since we watched about that Freedom Show. But yeah, he was beast here too. Beast. Honestly, it was like one of my, the better matches of the night because yeah. <laughs> him and Hondo going at it with like some BB chops was great. Kasai terrorizing him was awesome, and the interactions between Kasai and Shuji were just fucking great. But I gotta laugh at Kasai doing like the laziest fucking blade job ever. <laughs> Dog. But uh, uh, really hyped me for their singles match, and Shuji seems a lot more motivated for this feud than he has for. Anything in a while, it feels like, but I just loved all the interactions, both in the match and then after the match with them brawling, and I did not like Shuji throwing the ref around. Did not. Uh, no. But. No, but, that part I did not like at all. But no, I love how she, how fucking angry Shuji is about all this shit, and I don't know. It was a very fun match. Yeah, I was going to say, this is probably one of the more fun things of the night, just because of, like, Harada and Honda for me. Like, they are fucking killing it. I mean, I thought Harada worked well, just with everyone here but yeah the whole ref thing i didn't (laughs) i didn't appreciate i was getting mad when we were watching i was like what the hell are they doing stop but uh yeah pretty uh, pretty good stuff here Uh, and then after this we got the uh champions carnival lineup announcements 
uh, this, this year. It's going to be another 10-man field. It seems like it's going to be one block, but they don't think they've actually announced they it yet. They haven't said anything yet. Which I wouldn't be surprised they don't say anything until their next show, I guess. Well, the thing is, like, when they announced Champions Carnival last year, they announced at the time of they were announcing it that they were, like, they announced both blocks. Oh, that is true. So I'm assuming it's just going to be one block and just leave it at that. Hopefully, because that's, I think it's going to make the <laughs> tournament a lot more exciting if it is just one block, mm. just because of the field. Like, I'd rather have one block of 10 instead of two blocks of five, to be honest, because that did not work last year. Guess they said fuck it. Yeah. But this year is looking a lot similar to uh, last year as far as participants go. Uh, we got Suama, Zeus, Kento Miyahara, Shuji Shikawa, Jake Lee, Yuma Aoyagi, Shotaro Oshino, and then making their, not debuts, I don't think, for all of them. Well, I mean, Koji Doi is definitely Koji a debut. Koji is definitely a debut. But uh, yeah, you got Koji Doi, Kohei Sato, and Shinjiro Otani, your three uh, new additions, losing out on Ikemen, Kumarashi, and um, Yoshitatsu from last year, so... I think overall it's a good improvement. Yeah, I think overall it's an improvement. I'm people were definitely saying it's an improvement because one person's out of it. So <laughs> fuck you if you fucking are happy about it. But uh, between the additions and the fact that it's potentially one block, I th- I'm definitely a lot more excited for this tournament. And they gave you another reason to be excited for this tournament a little bit mm-hmm. after this angle on this mm-hmm. next match. So let's talk about it real quick. Next match, it was uh, Jake Lee, Koji Umoto, and Tajiri defeating Shotaro Oshino, Koji Doi, and Kumarashi in 9-11. Uh, match was good, but that obviously that's not what's important. Yeah, that's what's Im- the least important part of this, to be honest. <laughs> what's important is, of course, the turn. In the, near the end of the match, Kuma and Doi throw Iwamoto into Oshino, letting Jake pin Oshino after the fact. Oshino struggles to his feet to confront the two, but then Hokuto ran in with a low blow. Kodama looks to be like protecting Ashino from them for a second, only for him to super kick Ashino too. Then Ashino crawls over to Jake, but Jake just decks him and they he starts stomping him. But I guess Iomoto's like, oh, this is a little too much, tries to stop him. But then Jake turns on him as well, and all while Tajiri just stands in the ring shocked. <laughs> but uh, then the uh, former Infants members leave with Jake, and Tajiri runs off behind them. Seemingly, I guess he's joining that group. I guess he's teaming with them and shit, but. But yeah. uh, also, before all this, uh, Infants all threw down their shirts, so. If you're calling them Infants still, they're not fucking Infants. Stop saying that. It's so That's fucking irritating the shit out of me. They're clearly a new faction. It's, it's going to be Eclipse, y'all. Yeah, it's like... Well, I think it's at least Jake and Kodama, I think, have posted Eclipse. And I think even Amori did a little bit. I think Amori did, too. I think Koji posted something, but I don't remember if it was the Eclipse or they were that stupid hashtag thing they were doing. Yeah. But they're probably going to be called Eclipse. At the very least, they're not Infants. Stop fucking calling them that. Yeah, Infants is gone. Infants is fucking dead. I think. <laughs> For now, I guess. I don't know. The interesting thing about this is Ashino keeps tweeting using the Infants hashtag. So is he just going to start I th- Infants? Again? I think he's either just going to be Infants by his own, which yeah. is even sadder. <laughs> or he's going to like start a, start it over, which I think would... Him with the Omoto. That's what, that'd be nice. I'd, I'd fucking prefer that than, evolu- than him joining Evolution, but we'll talk about that, I guess. But Please. I'll say, if you follow me on Twitter, I've already made my opinion on this angle known, but I'll go ahead in a little more detail here. I think this was a great angle. One of the best angles in a for while, sure. honestly. Yeah, Especially for All Japan, because it lights fire on this. Like, like it more. lit a fire for Jake, I think. Oh, for sure. Because now he gets to play up as a heel, and it seemed like he garnered a lot of interest from internet fans who usually shit on him. And then Ashino gets to play up, you know, the sympathetic... Uh, baby face, so that's cool. But it's just like it's 
It's exactly what All Japan needed to do. Yeah, they needed to do this, something like, like this. Let's fire another company and gets people excited about it. Like gets all people, some people tweeting about it. I think it helped that this was at, like a normal time for like at least us in America to watch it. So like everyone was watching it live, so that made it, it a lot more impactful. Really, I think yeah. for at least the Western side of the fan base. But because uh, it's like for almost a year now, like the only thing they really had to get excited about was the junior division. Mm. But now we have a new heel, fa- new heel, like a new main event heel faction shakeup potentially them finally making a new guy that can stand up against kento like we said multiple times on the pod but all japan needed to pick a guy and just run with him mm-hmm. jake was our pick and it seemed like yes. they are finally going with him it's like he's finally getting it and this is just a much needed turn for him just like she was mentioning gives him a fresh coat of paint and i like Jin, but it's a failed stable because yoshida and abe could just never come in yeah. and nomura has been injured this entire time yeah it didn't help with COVID, so yeah this is kind of and yeah Jake should absolutely win Champions absolutely. Carnival now. Absolutely. And if he don't, then what the fuck are you doing? As beat Swamma Note Award, as mentioned at the top, give him all three belts because that'll look hot. That'll look so sexy. And, like, he just feels so hot now after this angle. And, He's on fire, bro. And Enfants finally have a leader the company's behind so they can, they'll likely get booked better themselves. Jake's success will likely trickle down to them, getting them more opportunities. So this turn is good for them as well. Turn is good for everyone involved. Even Tajiri, because he gets to fucking join their yeah, faction. Yeah, Tajiri but, just gets to fuck around because but, he gets to book himself and shit, but... <laughs> but this is not good there for Ashino. Go. If you think this is good for Ashino, you're fucking... I don't even know it's what... Not. You're fucking insane. I get it's like, oh, he needed something because he's being booked like shit, and like, oh, he fresh coat of paint on him too as well, but it's like, they're not going to get behind him. If he's not going to sign, then I don't think they're going to get behind him like ever. Like... I said after he lost to Suwama a second time when you talk about it on the pod that he wasn't another goatee yet. But now I'm ready to say he fucking is. Dude lost his faction, which is like the only thing that made him special in all Japan, being a faction leader. Then he went crawling with his tail between his legs to Suwama, like, who has been beating him like a drum, basically. Like, this feels exactly like Goto losing to Okada and then joining Chaos right after. So yeah, Shotaro, he's Shotaro Goto now. He's, he's, he's fucking Goto. I, I really can't believe people think him turning face is going to get me and he's going to get a push. Like, I've seen a lot of people say it's going to be Ashino Jake for Champions Carnival Final. Y'all counting your chickens a little before they hatch, my guys. Like, what evidence do they have of Ashino being pushed to that extent ever? And I think they're going to go with Jake. But, again, I have no faith in this company actually doing that either. Like, I bet Ashino goes middle of the road. Like, last year's Champions Carnival, he might finally beat Suwama because now it's non-title and they're kind of buddy-buddy. So that'll give him at least something. But he isn't. I really don't think he's gonna go to the final. Like if they want to prove me wrong and use this to push both Jake and Ashino, I'll be happy. That because that's what I want. I love both guys. Ashino is literally like one of my favorite wrestlers. But given how Ashino has been booked, like like shit since June, I, I I highly fucking doubt it. Like how I'm like I'm not even convinced that they're actually gonna go with Jake this time. Like it would be the most old Japan thing to do I is work will... work do all this work, heat up Jake only to have him lose again. That would not put it fucking past them. But I'm gonna believe in Jake for now. Go ahead and fucking try me. I will be on this fucking uh, podcast cussing the fuck out of somebody in all Japan. Because what the fuck? If Jake don't win this, you're a clown. I think they're finally going to go with him. If they fucking don't, do it. If they I'm don't, done. he's dead. Like they they can't they cannot heat him up again like this ever again. Because this, this is that this is the moment. That crowd was like shook. They were like, <gasps> yeah, it's like this is like one of the few angles that you can tell is over in a fucking COVID crowd because like the crowd was reacting like crazy. The crowd actually went fucking insane each time something happened. They were like, holy shit, what? And it's like you cannot, you can't kill this by not by by not pushing Jake. I just don't, I don't understand. I, like 
but I think it's going to happen. I just think you're out of your fucking mind if you think Oshino is actually going to the finals. Like, they'll probably have Oshino lose to Jake in the, in the Champions Carnival itself. He won't go to the finals, probably. Like, I could see them doing Oshino as a titles match down the road eventually, even though I don't want him to fucking challenge for that title again because he's just going to lose again. But, yeah, I, I sure as hell don't believe in this imaginary push people think Oshino is going to get now. Like, I'm just going to try and enjoy his matches and stop hoping for them to do anything meaningful with him until they <laughs> prove me wrong. Because for now, he's just fucking Swamma's whipping boy. He's number two. In, like, he's not even number two. He's probably, If he joins Evolution, which is, I think, the direction they're going, oh, he's going to be, like, the third, fourth guy in Evolution. So, there, he, there's his push. He's Goto. Congrats. But I don't want to rag too much on Ashino because I think this is a fucking phenomenal angle. It's exactly what the company needs. It's great for Jake. It's great for the rest of Infants. It's just Ashino is fucking dead in the water. So, it is what it is. It got people excited in all Japan, which is what they need right now. It definitely got people talking. And I'm I'm really excited for Champions Carnival. Should be some great matchups here, hopefully. And they're actually gonna be more crowd, hopefully, than last year's and mm, yeah, run some sure. bigger buildings, but just fucking pull the trigger on Jake, please. <laughs> Literally, if there's one thing this year that I want to happen is just Jake actually going through with something and them just not saying fuck it and just, you know, leaving him dead. But and hopefully Ashino posting about Infants all the time is just isn't him just reminiscing about it. It's him fucking <laughs> well, keeping it and gonna <laughs> try and restart it as a face faction, which would be nice. I'll bring up Go keeping access in his fucking Twitter bio for like months after they were dead. So <laughs> <laughs> it probably fucking is that. Like I swear he's just gonna join Evolution or Evolution's gonna split up and form a new group or whatever. I don't know what they're doing. Because, like, the announcement when they were showing, like, Swama and, or Swama basically picking up Iwamoto and Ashino to help them get revenge on Jake, they kind of, I didn't, it kind of seemed like, as far as, like, the translation made it sound like uh, more shakeup was occurring. I don't, I don't know if that just meant they were talking about the shakeup between Jin and, and Fonz or if they mm-hmm. mean more is coming. Hopefully more is coming because I could I'd definitely change the thing. I love more shakeups. Like, I think they the, need it. The only faction I think should stay together, really, I mean, next stream because they just, Full reforms. Yeah, just because it's, yeah. And Purple Haze, I think, should stay together, but... I think Purple I, Haze would be a little weird if they did anything there, to be honest. But I think Evolution could use a little freshening up. And I don't mean adding Ashino into it, but I don't know what they're going to do. Either way, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in all Japan. So, hopefully it's a good start to the year for them. I'm enjoying them so far. But next match, uh, all Japan World Tag Team title match. Uh, next stream, Kento Miyahara and Yuma... Defeated Muscle and Fat, Daisuke Sakamoto, and Abdullah Kobayashi in 1717. And I thought it was a pretty good tag title match. Nothing crazy. Oh, the Abby and Kento interactions were really fun. The work was good, mostly. I kind of felt like the real-world tag league matches, but kind of turned up to 11 thanks to the Cork and Hall crowd and the uh, match being for a bigger prize. But yeah, I enjoyed just about everything. It was a decent little match. I was going to say, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but I thought it was pretty good. Again, probably one of the better matches of the night, but, I mean, not hard to do when you have all these guys in the ring, I guess. And the main event for the Old Japan Triple Crown, Swama defeated Kohei Sato to retain in 2134, and uh, this was kind of fucking boring, to be honest. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Just did not really dig it that much, and hopefully uh, Swama and Yoshitatsu is a little bit better, but I'm not going to hold my breath on that either, but... Yeah, I'm uh, kind of just, like, I like Swama, but I'm kind of just counting the days for him to drop the belt, so. What do you think, or you have any thoughts on main event? I thought it was pretty boring, too. <laughs> there it is, but like I said, uh, 
I don't think you really need to watch the show, but I definitely recommend uh, checking out the angle at least. Yeah, uh, that that was just it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Man, Kodama super kicking Ashino broke my heart. Man, I really thought he was gonna stick with Ashino, and then it's like, lol, no. Dude, He's... that broke my heart. I wanted to actually cry when it happened. I was like, are you serious? Not you, not you. Fucking, fucking bastard, Amori man. <laughs> Yo, now uh, he, he seriously looks like the biggest scumbag. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that's it for Old Japan. So, let's talk about DT. Uh, kick off with the uh, DT Friendship Effort Victory in Nagoya 2021 from uh, February 23rd. Uh, not a whole lot to say about this mat, this show, really. Uh, like it was, yeah, it's fine. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I enjoyed it. It's just not a whole lot to really talk about <laughs> other than, like, the main event, I guess. Yes. Uh, first match was uh, Damnation. Hiroshi Yamato. And Nobuhiro Hiroshimatani defeating Keigo Nakamura and Toy Kojima in 514. Uh, Yamato doing a singing entrance and eye makeup and damnation gear. It's kind of weird still. But uh, it was a fine little five minute match. Uh, not much to say about it. Yeah, I was going to say, thought it was fine. Um, yeah, pretty standard opener for them. Uh, next match was uh, Chris Brooks and Maki Ito defeating Antonio Honda and Saki Akai in 1101. Uh, I think Chris is starting to get fed up with Maki because he just did not care at all about her performance to the ring. No. Uh, See, so Honda got carted out mid-match for some reason. I uh, like them trying to do a tag team move on Miyu and Maki that that Maki and Miyu do, but Chris is too tall, so Maki got scared <laughs> on top of his shoulders. That was, that was awesome. But then uh, Honda returned, tripped into the ring, which led to the going usual shit. But this time Maki joined in. Uh, Maki was pretty much like the highlight of the match, honestly. Like She usually is. So. She was just really funny, and her work was pretty good, too, and... I uh, wish she had got the win here, but at least her side won. Yeah, very true. You pretty much said everything that I thought about it. Maki was the clear highlight. I mean, she could literally do, like, fucking nothing, and she's pretty much the highlight of a match. But, yeah, match match is fine. I mean, it's basically what, I mean, Honda's in it, so you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, next match was uh, Yuji Hino defeating Yuki Ino in 850, and I uh, thought it was really good shit here. Like, I love them teasing a sleeper finish only for, like, Hino to slap the shit out of Hino to wake his ass up. And they did the same fucking move in Corrigan that weekend. And uh, just like the previous had in Kawasaki, Hino wore a shirt most of the match. But he took it off for chops. But they seem to be a little more effective this time. And uh, I think Hino looked good in his return. Well, return singles match anyway. But Hino was just, like, on another level. Kind of feeling, to me at least, that they're heating him up to be Akiyama's next challenge after Higuchi. Or setting him up for a big tournament win. Because, I mean, you know, Damnation just about yeah, always does buddy. good at tournaments. So, you know, being this year's winner from Damnation would not surprise me at all. But I was going to say, switch it up a little bit so it's someone else instead of, like, Sasaki or Endo. They got Hino to be the uh, tournament guy. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, the match wasn't as great as I expected it to be, but I still really enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really fun. I'll say, I thought it was uh, pretty good, too. I kind of wish they had a little bit more time. I thought 850 was kind of short for them. I feel like they could... I mean, they fit in... Uh, pretty good stuff what they could, but I'd like at least a couple more minutes tacked onto it. Like, I don't know. But I did like the sleeper finish. I think that was pretty fucking funny. Let's see. Next match was for the KOD six-man tag titles. Hakido, Kazuki Hirata, and Shota defeated Sanchiro Takagi, Harshima, and Dantra Godino in 1328. Uh, that was solid shit. Really just enjoying this team of champions, which I guess we're going to see more of since, uh, what happened at the Cork and Hall show. But, uh, Dina hit some double move on a turnbuckle on both Akio and Shoto, which I'm not even going to try to describe yeah, that please move. please don't, because honestly, I, I don't know how to describe that, but... But yeah, it was just a fun little match. Cool to see, like, the current DT guys versus, like, the veterans. Mm-hmm. I did love the little the package beforehand 
they were like sh- describing the teams and they're like takagi was like oh president harshima forever ace dino yeah. gay wrestler like, yeah. Yeah. dino's literally just gay wrestler that's it that's all he is apparently but no i thought it was, it was pretty solid match nothing crazy oh it was like pretty solid i mean again you have like dino so you know what's gonna happen um yeah i had, there was some solid stuff in there his fucking shit so if you like it you like it yeah uh next match uh toro washi and yukio naya defeated damnation summit to cow and my poly 29 and yeah, I just did not care for this one, to be honest. Like, it was just kind of there. But a cool for Naya to pick up his first win, or pick up a win here. I don't think it was his first win, but no. still, it was cool to see him pick up a win, I guess. Yeah, I'm like, literally, the only thing I really took down was that, yeah, it was cool that Naya won, I guess, or got the pin. But other than that, it was kind of what you expected. I just don't really like this uh, combination of Soma and Polly, man. Like, they, and they're, they, I don't they're, either. Like, they're always on the undercards and shit, and I'm like, they're fine, but it's just, like, it never gets me that interested, usually. Unless it's like a comedy match, and then it's like... Yeah, 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 but, yeah. And uh, it really wasn't here, from what I remember. It was yeah, mostly just a straight match, and... I was like, oh, okay. It was perfectly fine undercard match. Mm-hmm. I would have put it lower on the card, to be honest, uh, but... I was just saying, it was a little high, but... <laughs> Let's see, next match is Tetsuya Endo and Daisuke Sasaki defeating Yuki Ueno and Shun Katsumata, 12-39. I liked it for what it was, but uh, nothing special really. Like one of those matches where I'm just happy to see everyone and they entertained yep. me well enough, but not something I'm going to remember at the end of the day or at the end of the year or what have you. But it was perfectly fine. Pretty much, yeah. Like, I like everyone in it, so there you go. Also, I think Endo should get his title shot now since, you know, <laughs> he pinned a champion. We'll see. He probably won't, but, you know, <laughs> well, he is technically getting a title shot, but. Oh, uh, yeah. Just not that one. <clears throat> uh, next match was uh, Strong Hearts, Shima, T-Hawk, Lindemann, and Shigeru Irie defeating Jun Okiyama, Makoto Ishii, Hideki Okutani, and Yusuke Okada in 1549. Uh, I just love Shima taunting Okiyama and Okada with the All Japan Junior belt <laughs> before the match. Okada was getting I was, so pissed. I love that shit. Uh, see, but overall, it was your usual good Strong Hearts multi-man match. Mm. Kind of had higher hopes for it considering, you know, Jinretsu are also pretty good at these multi-mans. But it ended with semi-man event of the show, but... I had some really good moments, like Okada and Lindemann, like, running around the arena like fucking morons, and Akiyama <laughs> and Irie were going at it. Were, was really fun. Really, it's like once Jun Retsu got on a roll, around, like, the 10-minute mark is where mm. the match kind of kicked into the second gear, and it ended up being pretty good, but, yeah, I definitely had higher expectations for it. Oh, my God. Fucking Okada and Lindemann running around was fucking amazing. I don't know how they did that shit. But, yeah, I thought it was um pretty solid match. Like you, I thought it could have been a little bit better, but, I mean, it was good for what we got, so I can't complain too much i guess i miss watase already i know <laughs> here i'm gonna be like the one person i miss him already i don't know how long he's gonna be out but i miss him let's see and then we have the main event for the kod tag titles eruption kazusada Gucci and yukio takaguchi defeating konosuke takashida and mao in 22 2012 uh, i think this was better than literally everything on kawasaki strong like one of my favorite dt matches of the year yeah Honestly, Absolutely. Of, I think it's one of the better matches of the year in general, but definitely uh, Eruption agree. starting to uh, already go ahead and make their case for uh, 2021 wrestlers or uh, tag teams of the year because 100%. God, these fucking men are fucking crazy. And like they even continued it on the uh, Cork and Hall show we're going to talk about next. But yeah, they're just already out here trying to prove themselves like the best team. And Takashi and Mauer worked really better they than, together than I expected to. They were good together, which. I shouldn't really be surprised, but they worked surprisingly, like, super well together, so 
even though they didn't really want to challenge us, Shuma made them. <laughs> I know. Shuma was like, oh, no, you got to do it. Well, I love that great little thank story. Thank you, Shuma. But, yeah, I'll say it was like, definitely like one of the best tag matches here so far. Yeah, this is like solidly probably like the best one to me right now. So I think it's definitely like my, the best men's tag matches here. Mm. I can't think of like a couple seedling uh, that I mentioned on a previous show that are better than this, I think. But as far as so far men's matches I've seen, easily the best tag team matches here. Like, Eruption is going to be crazy this year. Y'all thought they were good last year. They're going to be fucking crazy this year. I just hope they don't lose the tag titles to Pistory Smile. I... <gasps> I will fucking lose my fucking goddamn mind. It would not surprise me at all because DDT is not... Well, always loves switching up titles like then that. Also, I'm like, I don't know if they want to do that to Higuchi right before he faces Akiyama. But I mean, it doesn't really fucking matter, I guess. But I, I would not. I don't. I don't want them to drop it to them. To be honest, that match should be fucking great though. Because like, match fucking rules. Like Harashima and Okabayashi oh. are such a good team already, and like just individually they're fucking awesome. So I cannot wait for that. I think they're gonna mesh well together, especially Higuchi and Okabayashi. I cannot wait for them oh. to fucking go at it. But yeah, definitely uh, check out this one. Definitely, uh, as we mentioned, it's like one of the, our favorite matches so far as the year in general, and Rob's killing it. Let's talk about the uh, last show we're going to talk about, which is the DT Cork and All show. DT Into the Fight 2021 from February 28th. And before we even talk about the show, why did the opening video have to be the fucking Walk the Moon song? <laughs> we looked at each other like, are you fucking serious? And then started playing, and she was, like, looking at me, and she was like, oh, no, please, why? <laughs> oh, fuck. I've heard that song too many fucking times. Oh, college days, when that's all they would play on the goddamn radio for, like, on their fucking loop. I never wanted to hear it again. Yeah, because when we went to college, they didn't have fucking, like, any good stations. All they had was a fucking, like, they had a white station. That's what they had. I'll say that. Yeah, basically, like... It it's plays for, like your top ten, you know, yeah. it's whatever's out, and yeah, so you already know. That's for all your, uh, well, I mean, it's kind of a redneck, not redneck area, but more of a rural area, I guess. Well, Morgantown's not really rural, but it's, yeah, West, like, it's fucking West Virginia, yeah, so it's like. Go. So they're not going to really. And then they bring in rap stars for fucking big concerts, okay. That's the funniest shit with, I don't, with, with, never with got W. That. It's like, well, it's because like a lot of the kids on there, obviously because people our age listen to rap, but it's like mm-hmm. the stations never fucking played it. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I ever really ever heard rap. No. No, I'm saying, oh god. Like they had like the the hit <laughs> station, they had like a rock station, and they probably had a country station, but I never fucking watched that or listened to that because oh, I don't, I don't listen, listen to country music. Shit. But sorry. But anyway, plus me working retail during this <gasps> when the song came you out. Probably heard that song. I heard the song so fucking, fucking much. much. And I, I, don't, I don't think I hate it as much as you do, but it's still, look, like, what the fuck are they? Why is DDT using it's, this? It's not a Hey Soul Sister. Oh, yeah, that's better, yeah. <laughs> or fucking, uh, uh, We Are Young and... <laughs> that was my high school song. Those stupid fuckers picked that song. I'd never forgive y'all for that. If some of y'all listen, I don't think y'all do, but... I can't even remember what we fucking picked for ours. God, that's how old we are, so there you go. But anyway... Overall, the uh, show is very fun. Uh, I don't think there's anything must-watch on the show, but it's definitely one of those DT shows you throw on and watch and just, I don't it know. It's fun, just, yeah. Just put on vibe to it. Don't yeah, have to pay full go. attention to it. But when you do, you'll have some fun times, I think. Especially uh, two of the matches, I think, in particular, I definitely enjoyed. But let's start off. Uh, first match, uh, Yusuke Okada and Toi Kojima defeated Yuki Oeno and Keigo Nakamura in 922. Keigo was a fucking beast in this. I loved Mick. 
him like especially him going after Okada. Like I really need to go back and watch that singles match between these two. So, I know. So don't, we well, didn't watch it, right? We didn't watch it. Okay. Was, and everyone talked about it, and I meant to go back and watch it, but I never did, because I think it was a crazy week. Yeah. Because like, I couldn't remember if we watched it or not. I feel like we I would have remembered it if we watched yeah. it. I need to go back and watch it, for sure. But uh, this match was a decent opener. It definitely gets you hyped for the Universal title match later. Mm-hmm. And Okada just freshens up this DVT undercard a lot, since outside of comedy matches, they, kind of, they can get kind of samey sometimes. Yeah. Just like all Japan core, or undercards can do all of them. Well, just about any promotion, I think, really. I was going to say, I think mostly any promotion you're going to find that undercards are generally, they kind of keep the same path, but yeah. But yeah, I think uh, Okada kind of livens it up a little bit here. Okada just seems to really be enjoying himself a lot more, and it's just, it's really nice to see, because, you know, all Japan was just... He's not getting bullied by Tajiri anymore. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, fuck, anyway. Thank God. Thank uh, God. He's uh, killed it here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, hopefully they sign him. Yeah. Uh, next match, the six-way match for the Iron Man heavy metalweight title. Originally a five-way match, but we'll get to it. Oh but uh, Saki Akai's photo book, Lip Hip Shake, defeated uh, Antonio Honda, Dan Chocodino, Kazuki Hirata, and Saki Akai, and the Young Bucks autobiography, Killing the Business, which was the champion going in at 9.09. Unlike uh, Kyle Saki Strong, Hirata actually got to do his whole song here. I got a chuckle out of, like, Ref Matsui, like, checking the book before the match, like, flipping through the pages to make sure it didn't have any weapons or anything. But, uh, yeah, it was overall pretty fun shit. Uh, Dino hit, like, everyone in the head with the book, but then, like, went to hit a Don Choco driver on Hirata, only for Saki, like, st- stand the book up underneath him, so that when he went to do the driver, he, like, sat on it and busted his ass. But then, uh, later, Hirata went backstage and came out with Saki's, uh, old photo book, and, uh, Saki did not seem happy about that, and... She was shook. The photo book ended up winning the title, much to Saki's dismay. But then after the match, Harada tried to steal the belt after the match, like he always does with these fucking Iron Man title match, Iron Man title shit. But the fuck, photo book fucking killed him. And then Goto Ihashi came, Goto Ihashi came out and stole the photo book. He didn't, he didn't want the belt. He just wanted Saki just Kai's wanted photo book. Fucking photo book, and I mean, uh, is he is he in the wrong? I love that, and then. I'm sure that book got uh, some new sales because I remember people posting the link on Twitter. Oh my god, no way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not shocked because it's like, one, it's Saki, so yeah, and photo books always sell. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, I definitely I saw that Amazon link going around. Oh, I think, Jesus, man. I don't think the DT English account did it. I know. I don't remember. I don't remember if they put it up or not. But yeah, it's, uh. But st- it's going somewhere, I guess. Yeah, say so it's still for sale on Amazon if you want it. And probably won't be for sale for long, depending on how many copies they have. Yeah, I was like, that's definitely, that's definitely an old, old photo book, so yeah. I don't know if they're reprinting it. Didn't they say it was like. I think it was like 10 years. I think it was like 10 years. Something like that. It might be a little bit longer, but I know it's 10 years for sure. 10 plus, there you go. But yeah. That was a uh, fun, fun match. These matches are always fucking crazy, mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm so happy I'm so glad it's back. back. Like, I forgot it was even in America. I forgot. I didn't know what the hell was going on with it. Yeah, the, the Young Bucks books held it for a while. I don't, I'm, I'm actually curious how long it held it. Let me see if I, I can pull it up. I didn't know when it wanted. I know it's had it for a little bit, but then it, like I think it flew to Japan and they haven't done it. Yeah, the Young Bucks book held it for 74 days. But yeah, Saki Akai's photo book is the 14 or 1,499th champion. Did 1,500? Oh my gosh! Let's I'm go. I'm curious who that's gonna be. I don't know. I don't know if they'll do anything like special with it or. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I guess. That'd be fun. I love that. Let's see. Uh, next match, uh, Harshima, Toru Ashi, and Yukio Naya defeated Damnation, 
Daisuke Sasaki, Mad Polly, and Nobuhiro Shimatani in 927, and fun little undercard match. Not much to say about it. It, it was yeah, there. Pretty mu- yeah, pretty much the same. I mean, yeah. Uh, next match, uh, Damnation, Tetsuya Endo, Takao, and Yuji Hino defeated All Out, Konosuke Takashida, Nakido, and Yuki Ino at 15-17. Uh, much like the Old Japan show angle, uh, pretty same thing about going to say the same thing about that match. It's, this is a, this was fine. I felt like it was uh, really all about Ino early and him getting like, kind of heated back up after the loss to Ino from the previous show. He did look pretty good in this, but he ate the fall anyway. The uh, Takashita and Endo portion of the match was pretty great too, I think. But they're pretty much always great together. It's but uh, more important than the match was what happened afterwards. With All Out Brit deciding to break up, or more like Akido deciding to break up All Out, but uh, I figured it was going to happen eventually since they were kind of started teasing it last year during the Dio Grand Prix. Plus with Sonic Club forming and Akido kind of doing his own thing with the trios belts now. Uh, not a whole lot of reason to continue it, but I'll be really interested to see uh, what's next for Hino, or not Hino, Eno, since mm-hmm. he doesn't have a whole lot going for him right now, so he just literally just got back. That makes me so mad. But uh, he was so upset at all that breaking up, and then Akido was just like fucking laughing at him when he started crying. I'm like, Akido was such an asshole about this. He had his birthday, and he turns into old grump. Okay, Mr. 34-year-old, all right. That was so sad. Mm, and then, like, when they were all leaving the ring, they all did uh, Hino's, like, pose thing, but then Akido just walked back because he's a fucking no fun. He just smiled. I was like, hmm, okay. But, uh, obviously, um, Shuma and Takashita are with Sonic Club now. So there's that. Akido's with, with Shota yeah. and all them. I've seen some people say they could have uh, Takashita join Damnation finally since Sasaki gonna... invited him. <laughs> I was going to say Sasaki. He but, invite, he invite everybody. So. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. What would be the point of having Takashita and uh, Endo in the same group? That would be. Um, Unless we're gonna kick Endo out of damnation. We ain't doing that again. I'm not going through that pain. But uh, I'm not going through it. Yeah, all out's dead. Guess we'll see if anything new Happens, sprout, yeah. sprouts up. I mean, there there was already a lot of factions in DDT, so that's a good point. And all that was already starting to, like, kind of dissipate, I guess. Especially when Sonic Club formed. It was kind of like, oh, well, there goes two of them. And then Akito was off with Harada and Shota, so... And then, you know, it was just gone. Yeah, it's like we got Damnation, Eruption, mm-hmm. uh, Sonic Club, Junretsu. Yeah, Junretsu. I don't think Disaster Box is still a thing. I don't know. I think, like, kind of, like... Well, I don't know, cause it was like we know Nautilus technically, quote unquote, broke up. Yeah, and I yeah, cause you, cause Ueno left Disaster Box, but we don't really know if they're even a thing. I don't think they are, but you never, I don't know, but I don't know either. They but, haven't, yeah, they haven't worked together in a while, so. I mean, they're all like the general variety guys, and they always yeah, work together that, anyway. It doesn't really matter. But and plus, I think Oishi was in Disaster Box. I remember night, so now he's a Genretsu. So I don't fucking know. I think I don't fucking. But anyway, uh, let's talk about the next match, uh, the semifinal. Uh, Kazusada Gucci, Yukio Sakaguchi, and Chris Brooks defeated Aki- uh, Junratsu, uh, Junakiyama, Makoto Ishii, and Hideki Katani in 1207. Uh, I thought it was pretty awesome shit here. Like, kept it almost entirely between Eruption and Akiyama, which was the right call. It really got me hyped for Higuchi and Akiyama. And I'm sure everyone saw the gif going around of Akiyama like, throwing Higuchi headfirst into it's the post. Sweet. But Higuchi just no-sold it. That was fucking so awesome. And, uh, 
The Sakaguchi Okatani shit that started the match was really great too. I'm really like Okatani's so improved since joining Junratsu. Crazy. I mean, I think he's pretty good anyway, but he is so good now. But uh, and they are really teasing this claw finish strong for the title match, which I think is a good way to build it up. To be honest, I think that's how Gucci beat Akiyama the first time. I'm pretty sure that is how he beat him in the tournament. Yeah. Like, I, I remember Gucci beat him super quickly, but I can't remember if it was a claw or not. Pretty sure it was the claw. But. I like the way they're building this up. I'm very excited for this uh, title match. And, yeah, not all of us. I was going to say, yeah. This is definitely, like, if you're going to watch anything from the show, I think you should watch this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this was just really good shit. I mean, pretty much just looking at the names involved, it's like, yeah. Especially getting to see Higuchi and Akiyama more. I'm just like, please. I really need Higuchi to win this fucking belt at some point. I don't know if it's going to happen this year. I know we've probably like, beat this to the fucking ground about Higuchi, but I'm like, dude's is fucking awesome. Sakaguchi's been on fire, too, I think, personally. Well, it's like this match, Chris was, like, barely involved. Yeah, Chris, like, didn't really do anything. Didn't he get the pin? He got the pin, but that's about that it. that was it. He kind of had, like, a little thing going with Oishi in the middle of the match, but for the most part, it was just eruption facing off with Akiyama. Yeah, and that's perfectly okay with me. But let's get to the main event. Uh, Kid Rooms, Death, 37, <laughs> Sauna, Count Match. <laughs> For the DT Extreme title, and uh, Shuma Katsumata defended against Mao. This is his first defense, right? Yes. But, yeah. Uh, it's 2159, and as the name suggests, there were a ton of children's toys and oh children's drawings and just a train set and just a bunch of stuff you'd find in a kid's room to use as weapons. But then, of course, uh, later Mao had to bring in his plastic cases and rubber ducks, too. <sighs> but uh, overall, that was pretty fun. Lots of really dumb spots, which is what I wanted from it. Like, it was just them fucking being morons. Uh, did drag in some portions, so cutting some time would have been nice, I think. Like, it didn't really, really didn't need to be, like, 22 minutes. But that was kind of hard to do, considering, well, like, the nature of it. count match, yeah. Yeah, so it being 37 counts, unless they were just going pin after attempt, after pin after attempt, after pin, after pin attempt. You see, you can't even say it. Like, unless they just were doing rapid-fire things, which they, they did some portions of the match. Mm. But if they unless they did, like, the whole time, they kind of had to. be a little bit longer. But overall, I liked it. I definitely think the uh, semi-main was better, but this is still a lot of fun. I was say, especially if you just want to see them fucking beat each other with, like, children's things. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I liked it, too. Like, I, it was a little bit long, but eh, I and, didn't care. And then, like, Shuma used to, like, a barbed wire hula hoop to win the match. <laughs> that was so fucking sick. I love that. But, yeah, fun shit. Overall, good show. Nothing, like, stand out, but... Definitely recommend checking it out if you're a fan of DDT and just want to throw something on. But that's it for this week. Let's see. Matches of the week. Uh, definitely the Eruption tag title match would be my number one match this week. Yes. I don't think that's even a debate there. My number two would probably be Naito and uh, Ibushi. Three, though, I don't really know. Me trying to think of everything. Uh, Probably the junior title match from New Japan. See, I missed it. I saw Despy win. I was out of the room for like the first time. I don't think you would have liked it as much as I did, probably. Probably not. But also, one like really thing that really stick like really bothered me about that match was just like the ELP and Bushi segment. And that's my problem. That was just fucking really boring. So. Uh, Love you though, Bushi. I'll we'll just give it to you this week. I'm gonna go eruption number one, eruption tag number one, and then Naito Bushi for my second. Unless you have a third that you wanna throw out there. You wanna throw in the Shunma shit? 
or something else. Sure, I guess. But or I could put that semi from. Yeah, the, the uh, yeah eruption in Brooks. Yeah, yeah, but that's we'll throw some other match recommendations in the uh, footnotes. Check that out if you want some more to watch. But that's it for us this week. Uh, next week, our main topics will be uh, both <laughs> nights of Dragon Gate's Champion Gate 2021 and Noah's Great Voyage 2021 in Yokohama. The uh, Champions Gate show has uh, Takashi Yoshida and Masaki Mojizuki challenging for the Twin Gate against BB Kai. Uh, Hyo challenging uh, Yusuke. Uh, I want to say not that Yusuke. I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. <laughs> Brave Gate guy. Oh my god, why am I forget his name? It's not Yusuke. I keep saying Yusuke Okada coming to my head. I'm like, no, that's not his name. But. Keisuke Okuda. That's his name. Go. I okay. Say, you're getting, you I was close. Okada, sort of right, but Okuda. But it has those two matches and then also getting the Triangle Gate title match with uh, RED challenging uh, Violent. I'm saying violent. Natural vibes. And uh, Shun Skywalker defending the Dream Gate against Kaito Ishida. So, pretty solid matches so far announced. I'm sure the undercard's going to be mostly tags and shit, but still, should be fun shows. And uh, Great Voyage 2021 for Noah. Really, it has the uh, tag title match with uh, uh, Aggression facing Sugira uh, Gun. <laughs> and. Uh, Kendo defending the national title against Kendo Cautions. <laughs> That's going to be... It's going to be a thing. Excited it's... for that tag match. Mm-hmm. Oof. But, yeah. And plus we'll talk about some other stuff, too. I'm like, probably Revolution, like the New Japan Anniversary Show and all that shit, New Japan Cup matches, any of them we watch, other stuff. So, check them out. Come back next week to hear our thoughts. But that is it. If you're going to follow the pod, you can do so at one Wrestling Pod. If you're going to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Tinky Time Boss. And if you're going to follow me, you can do so at... ASPIR underscore. But that's it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.